0: Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. All right. Well, hey, Robin, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have a
0: conversation with you. Yes, me too. So we are going to be diving into making a pivot and a transition in your life or in your business um, because you are all about the second phase, right? That's the name of your podcast. And that has been, I know that's been a major theme in just kind of your journey. Um, and so I would love to just kind of start there in the conversation and let you share kind of an overview of like, you know, how you got to that name, the second phase. What, what kind of sparked that and sparked this second phase for you and your business?
1: That's a really good question. So I had a very atypical journey to get to where I am today. I, when I was young, um, I wanted to have a high power career. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to then, you know, graduate, make a lot of money, wear a suit every day. I wanted to do everything that my mother didn't do. My mother was an artist and a librarian, very creative. For the most part of my childhood, she stayed at home. And that was all good i think we were all raised in a way that we could be you know live our lives independently be strong women and 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 at the same time stay true to our values and our faith so she did a remarkable job but i didn't want to be like her so of course at 18 i just wanted to get out of that small town and do my own thing so that's exactly what i did i went to college i got a doctorate in pharmacy and then I married my husband. We met through, he actually became faculty at this school that I went to, which was St. Louis College of Pharmacy at the time. And um, so we met after graduation. We started dating. We got married. And then a few years later, we had our baby. And I had just had Joshua. And my husband came home and said, they want me to move to the corporate headquarters in New Jersey. Now, we lived in St. Louis. My family was in St. Louis. My friends were in St. Louis. My whole world was there. And I am one that gets very homesick if I'm not with my family. So (laughs) I was like, well, I can't hold him back, but I really don't want to do this. But we did it anyway. And it turned out to be the very best thing that ever could have happened to me because it forced me to grow up. It forced me to even though I was, you know, at this point, almost 31 years old, it forced me into having more self-acceptance. It forced me into having more confidence and trusting more because I was always such an anxious person that, and I kept everything in a close box where I had everything, you know, very in my control. And not here, all of a sudden I'm moving a thousand miles away to the East coast, which is totally different than the Midwest and having a new baby Giving up my career because my company didn't have a job for me here, and not having any idea where I was going to start, what I was going to do. Well, it turned out that my former boss had contacts out here, so I started consulting, which was great. I did medical writing, I did consulting. You know, we we continued to grow our family, and you know, we were here for I guess ten years, and Joshua was. Um, maybe it was a little longer than that like 12 years we'd been here we were very settled we'd had our third do- child which was our daughter and she was little and our life was getting so crazy i was traveling for work periodically not all of the time but periodically we had no family here no support system mm-hmm. my husband was traveling globally so we were like two ships passing in the night most of the time the boys were doing travel sports and you know, I had always had this this heightened level of anxiety that really kind of controlled everything I did because there were so many things I would feel that anxiety and I was like, well, I can't do that. So it kind right. of stifled me. And I thought, we started seeing this in my oldest and I thought, I can't continue on this path and then let my anxieties go over, flow over to his life and then watch his life become like my life where, mm-hmm. you know, that anxiety really... holds you back. It stifles you. It, it changes the course of everything. So at that point in time, my husband and I decided that it just wasn't worth the stress. Our nanny who was watching my daughter and I was only working like 20 hours a week on average. And, but it was just that added level of rushing and, and details and everything else. And especially with John traveling and she got really sick and it was, we did, I was like, I really don't want to try to find someone new. I, And so we decided at that point that I was going to follow my passion of photography. And my husband made the comment, you know, I see you light up when you have your camera in your hand. Why don't you do something with this? And I thought, well, he's crazy, right? Prayed about it. We ended up starting a blog. And within six weeks, I had my first branding client. And at that point in time, 10 years ago, nobody knew what branding photography was. That wasn't a thing because we didn't have Instagram. You know, Facebook was just on the scene. We weren't doing the things that we're doing today in terms of branding. But I did a shoot for this woman named Lori, who was a musician and entertainer. And we did her website photos and I fell in love. I was like, this is what I want to do. Well, of course, you know, I, I wanted it to be a success. And I, but I, so I felt like I needed to take every job that came my way. I felt like I needed to do all the things right to make this work. Well, it ended up being just as stressful as before because I was working on the weekends. So then i had to reel myself back in and and so about 5 years ago i really started emphasizing the headshots and the branding photography and as i started working with more and more clients in that area and it became more of a reality in the public eye because of instagram i started transitioning and i'm i'm watching all these women come to me and they didn't know where to begin they didn't know you know they knew they needed pictures, but they didn't know how to use them. They didn't know placement on the website. They didn't know anything about the SEO for images. They didn't know how to use them on social media and really how to create that clear clear brand message to attract their ideal clients. Mm -hmm. So I saw that opportunity and I knew I had the strategic ability to to coach and, and help other women. So that's when my business transitioned to what it is today. I still do the headshot and branding photography, but now I also work with women to help them find clarity, confidence, and connection in their brand messaging
0: and, you know, build a personal brand that's going to stand out and make an impact. I love so many things that you just said. I especially love the point that you brought up a couple times, just in terms of like, Really embracing kind of these unexpected things that were happening, and you know this is not my plan, but i 'm going to lean into this um, in terms of like your anxiety, like feeling you know that need to control and just seeing how it changed things for you, um, I can definitely relate to that too, and i 'm sure every woman listening can relate to that too, right like we have this need to like try to control things, and even even what you shared about like you know, going with the thing that lit you up, which was the photography. And then all of a sudden it turned into this, like, this is just as stressful as what I was doing before, because now I feel like I have to like make things happen and take every opportunity. Right. And then, then it just becomes this, um, you know, anxiety filled, trying to control things all over again. And I, so relate to that. Oh my gosh. Um, I think we all have, of um, kind of ebbs and flows of these times where we, we try to like hold really tight onto what, what this thing is supposed to look like. Um, but there's so much freedom, terrifying, but freedom in just like letting go of control. Um, and I was just telling you before we hit record that I am actually just finishing up the book, anything by Jenny Allen. Um, and it's about this exact, exact thing of like, just being, you know, totally surrendered to like, I'm not going to try to control my life anymore. Um, and, and talking about that. And she gave this great analogy, um, of, what it feels like to let go of control, and I think it's so perfect because she talks about. Um, I think when she was in high school, her and her friends thought it would really be really cool to go bungee jumping, and so they're like on the ground, like yeah, this will be great, and then like you have to go up by yourself. I've I've never done this, so like I've, I haven't either. I have never had any desire to do anything off the ground, um, but like I guess you go up you know, to whatever tower high place by yourself. So your friends are down on the ground and then it gets real. And then she realized that like, I have to physically, like they can't push me. I have to physically jump and trust that this cord is going to catch me. And like, that was when like the, the, you know, reality set in of the situation of like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. And as I was reading that, I was like, yes like that is exactly what it feels like like we can be all gung ho and be like yes i want to surrender i just want to you know let god write my story and um lean into this new adventure and like it's all really exciting like when you're talking about it and when you're planning this new thing but then actually doing it and <laughs> letting go is um very terrifying um and i would love i would love to just hear a little bit more about like I don't know, like what, what kind of came up for you as you were kind of in those different chapters of like, you did the, the headshot photography, and then you transitioned like you said, into, um, you know, brand strategy, very similar to what I do. Um, Do you feel like that has been a theme for you? Like, I feel like we all have, um, you know, different, like, mindset things that come up. Has that been something that has been? kind of like a journey for you of like letting go of control, like throughout your business too?
1: Oh gosh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, Natalie, I was just thinking about this this morning and I know that so many women go through all of these things Mm -hmm. all the time, but it's, you know, you read things and it's like money mindset, it's, you know, wellness and self-care and, you know, everybody's throwing all of this stuff at you constantly. And it's, it's that, Questioning that comes into play—it's like, oh, am I doing enough? Well, what is money mindset? Do I have money issues? Well, I'm not as busy as I'd want to be, so maybe it's because of my mindset. And you know, I have to put um, blinders up, I guess, sometimes mm-hmm. because—and just shut it all out. Because at the, at the end of the day, if I start my day with my devotions and my journaling, then I know I've started my day in the right place, and I'm giving my de- g- giving my day over to God to say. Whatever you need me to do today, I'll do it. Just guide the way, mm-hmm. because as a human being and as a woman who has so much going on, I can easily get distracted and get off course. So, um, to answer your question, absolutely, all of those things have come into play at one point in time or another. And not having control is—I mean—that is something I've had to accept. We don't have control of our day to day you know, just like today, I was telling you earlier how my husband's out of town. I have my daughter and her friend doing school here because we're virtual. And then I have the driveway sealers are here. We have the the invisible fence man here. And it's like, and I'm recording a podcast. What timing? I had no control over when they were all supposed to be here at 8 a.m. Here they are (laughs) here now. So it's, you know, every single day is like there, there's an interruption, the school calls or, you know, my husband needs me to do this or, you know, whatever the situation, Mm -hmm. a client needs an urgent headshot. So I've learned that I have to take each day in stride and I can't let that lack of control cause my anxiety levels to go up because then I'm irritable and I'm And and I can't focus, so it's it's something that has taken me many many years to accept and learn and you know really start living that way.
0: Right, right. Well, and it's it's interesting because even as you're saying that, I'm thinking about like I don't know if you know your enneagram type or other personality type, but I um, the enneagram is what really stuck with me. I'm a nine, and I'm a peacemaker, and so. I've kind of always had this idea of myself that I'm like, oh yeah, well, I go with the flow. And of course, there's a healthy way to do that and there's an unhealthy way to do that. And of course, usually my way of going with the flow was really more just like duck and cover and just like let life happen to me. and like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Um, It's not really fine, but I'm just gonna say it's fine because I wanna maintain the peace. Um, But like to really... Like really, truly, be okay with like you know how the day happens and giving giving your day over to god um, like you're you're totally anchoring your sense of peace on something else entirely, you know, which is god um, and that has of course for me that's that's been a huge, huge um game changer to truly like embrace the fact that like we don't have control over hardly anything really like we have control over ourselves, our thoughts our behaviors <laughs> that's about it like you know and there's there's so many things in life that I think we like have this false sense of control over and you know the the prime example that I can think of is our our career, like our business, our job. And I know that's one thing that again, as I've been reading anything by Jenny Allen, um, it, it really made me, I guess, appreciate the, this like daily level of risk that we have as entrepreneurs, because like, it's, beautiful, honestly. Like, yes, there's times where it's it's hard and um, feels, I don't know, unsettling, I guess. But to really like embrace the risky things, I guess, has just been like a huge takeaway for me because I think we all, um, and I know I just said this in conversation with something, someone yesterday. Um, I think we all have those moments where like, If we are just like in a frustrating moment in our business and we're like, I just want to go get a job or like, you know, just do something like, and it might not be a business thing, but like, no matter what the situation, we all have this like thing that we're tempted to fall back on of like, I'm just going to go back there. And like, because it was so much more easy and predictable, but it's just the reality of like, even, and of course we're, this is still during COVID. And so I'm sure um i'm sure there's women listening who have like lost jobs because of covid and it's like you know there's there's times in life where we just really come face to face with the fact that like even if we feel like this is a stable thing like nothing in this life is really you know stable is something that can really be an anchor and and give us the um control that we desire because we don't have control um No, that's, that's very true. And things can change and shift very
1: quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, as, and what I did too, and I think for most women and especially those who have lost a job and don't know where to begin because they may be in a field where people just aren't hiring right now because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But if you really take a deep dive into your values and where your values, um, what are your core values? You can really create something beautiful for yourself as long as you adhere to that. And so like you said, you know, putting God first and letting him guide our day is, is empowering, but where, you know, where do your values lie within that framework Mm -hmm. of your faith? And I think that's really important because you want to adhere to that in order to be able to keep those anxieties at bay and let the control go and, and really trust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, talking about that, I would love to hear, um, kind of how you've done that because I know like, you know, as you were entering your second phase, that's kind of what you did is you started looking at, you know, your values and what lit you up? Like, what is, what are these passions that you have that, um, maybe you didn't even realize you had, or it was something that, um, you know, You can think back to when you were younger and there was moments where you're like, gosh, I'd really like to do this. And then at one point we just kind of like push that aside or stuff it down. Um, So I'd I'd love to just kind of hear how you, how you moved through that. Like what, what did that look like for you? So it's really funny that you
1: asked this question because I mentioned earlier how I wanted this high power career, Mm -hmm. but when I was younger, I worked for a photographer. I, I babysat for his children, and then I would model for him, and I did odd job type things for him. And then we had had a family family friend, a neighbor who um, was a photographer. And I was mesmerized by his work. and I like hung on everything he said regarding you know what he was doing and the travels he was doing and all these things, right? So photography had always been something that I loved. Mm -hmm. And I had always had a camera in hand, like always from the time I was a little girl. So this, this love of photography and this passion for capturing moments and capturing people in the element and creating memories, that was always something that was a part of me. It's, but again, I didn't know then, like all I could see was myself getting out of this small town, going to, and I mean, this is. I was so adamant about having this like high-powered career in high school. I didn't even take art class. I didn't take home ec class. Like I had my mother beg so that I could get out of those kind of classes and take more science and math classes. Like mm-hmm. total nerd, but yet innately, I have this—you know—the artistic side of my brain works equally as well. So. You know, I could have easily taken that route, but I chose not to. The opportunities were there, but I wanted something more. And I think it was because I just wanted to get out of that small town environment. And I saw that as as a way to do so. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make a name for myself. So I took that route. But at the end of the day, those visions of being a photographer and those passions of making people smile... And feel good about themselves, and capturing them in a way that that really captured their essence. That was always part of me. Mm-hmm. And so, when it came down to you know looking at, I could just stop working altogether. I I can't do that. That's just no. not in me. I need something to stimulate my mind and everything else. And I have the utmost respect for stay-at-home moms, but I just don't have that gift to do that. I have you know, these, my brain needs to constantly be stimulated and I need challenges. So not that being a stay at home mom isn't challenging. It is, but it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I looked at, you know, those, the, the passions and the visions and then the values of serving other people, like, and making other people feel happy, confident, and then that gift of being able to help them feel relaxed too, it all came together that photography made sense for me. And then, you know, with that concept in mind of the value of serving others, and then another value that I that I have is, you know, gratitude, of course, and my faith, and then, and also appreciation. And so all of those things really come into play when I look at my big picture of, going into photography and serving people that way, but then also serving on in the way that I can help with that strategic side of things that not all creatives have and not all analytical people have. So as far as, you know, merging it all together, that it just, this was the perfect fit for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know I've talked about that um, on the show before in terms of like, you know it's so easy for us to overlook the the strengths and the giftings that we have, you know in terms of like you said like the the strategy piece because i you know that's definitely something that um I feel I have too, and yeah to to be able to be like not everyone has this, and this is actually really valuable for me to bring this strategy piece to these creatives or um, analytics who you know, don't have that, and they they need help with that strategy piece, and to be able to lean into that. Um, and as you were talking about how, like, I think that's so cool that that you're able to look back and be like, actually, there was this photographer, and I always had a, a camera in my hand, and like, oh, this was something that God put in me a long time ago. And as you were saying that, I was just think like I was just imagining God being like this is what I had planned all along, right? Like in those moments where (laughs) we're like, "Girl, (laughs) right. It's like those moments where we're like, I don't know, does this business make sense? Is this me? Is it God? Is this really what God, I want to do what you want, you know, what you want me to do, but is this it? Like, are you sure? Like we have so many questions, but it's like, you know i can just imagine god being like would you just relax like this is what i've you know i i knew this is how things were going to unfold right because it's that it's that beautiful like we have free will and you know he gives us that free will he does not control our actions but he knows what we're ultimately going to choose like he can see how it's going to play out with our free will um and so like i've always thought that such this it's like this tension or um I don't know what to call it but I've always thought that was so cool of like we have free will but God also knows what we're ultimately mm-hmm. going to choose and he can see that and he already knows that you're going to have this you know thriving photography business turn into brand strategy and like um I just think that's so cool. Um Well and it it's kind of funny
1: because you no know, he could have changed the course of things when i made that decision to go into pharmacy but right. even then it was you know that concept of serving people like i mm-hmm. wanted to serve people make them feel better so those yeah. that still aligns with what i'm doing today but everything i learned you know the economic classes i had to take the you know the the psychology classes i had to take all of those things come into play to what I'm doing today. So it's not, you know, when I first made this decision and my father had just passed away, not too long before. And I said to my mom, I'm like, mommy, it would, would you and daddy be totally disappointed that I'm wasting that education? And she's like, Robin. We would only want you to be happy. And at the end of the day, I think we have to look at life like that, right? Like right. we can make all these decisions. We can do all these things. But if something's pulling on our heart, if God's calling us in one direction or the Holy, speak, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, we kind of need to follow that. We can only put right. it off so long. And I think it's, it's really empowering once we realize that because then we can let our guard down. And just go with with the flow of what
0: the intentions God has for us are. Right, right. And I think, you know, so often obviously all of us have experienced many moments where we let the weight of expectations from others or wanting to please others or doing what we think would make them happy um, override you know, what God is nudging us to do, you know, those Holy Spirit nudges, it's like, hey, that's more important. Like, are we trying to please people or are we trying to please God? And most of us are trying to please people most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to please God, but, you know, we're human and we, you know, we kind of cave into those pressures. Um, and it's always, I mean, that that's always a reminder that I appreciate and I could always use is like, hey, who am I trying to please here? um and you know i'm really curious to hear because as you're sharing it, it's just so interesting how your story i can see so many parallels with mine because when i started my business i looked back at what were the things that used to tug at my heart were like what were the things that used to light me up and i was always very artistic in, in terms of, I was either figure skating or I was dancing or I played the, I started playing the flute in second grade and I was really good. And then I stopped because I took band and they forced you to practice and it was no longer fun. Um, but like there was always this side of me. I took college level art in high school. Like I was always very interested in doing something artistic and I loved it. And even in high school, when I was in the zone where I hated school, I would slide through with C's and B's and, you know, but I loved art and it was the thing that like, I will pour hours into this. And then I had a daughter and then I did the thing that I thought would give me the most um, income, honestly, and the most sense of control in terms of, well, now I got to pick a real career that's going to make real money. And so now I'm going to go get my degree in nutrition and dietetics and you know, go down this path of science, and it's so funny because I'm hearing you say that you had this creative side of you, and then you went and got you know also dove into like the math and the science, which we had to take a lot of that with my degree too um, and like it it's so interesting how i I almost feel like it's like this stereotype of like if you're doing something artistic and I don't want to say creative, but you know the the artistic fields we're doing photography. We're doing, I, I started my business doing visual branding. Like we view those things as like unstable and like risky again, like embracing the things that are quote unquote risky. Um, but then we have this like image of anything having to do with like logic and math and science as like this stable, like, well, I'm going to choose this, this nice, predictable, stable career. and I, I think that's so interesting. And I just like, I, I just, I have to wonder like when you like, obviously we have twenty twenty hindsight. Like when you think about that, do you feel like there was some of that going on? Like in your mind, you were like, I feel like this is more controllable and I can get what I like. I can kind of have a predictable path if I go down this road.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There was security there. And yeah. you know, yeah back when when I went to pharmacy school there was a high demand for pharmacists and mm-hmm. I knew that if I went to pharmacy school and when I went into pharmacy school I really didn't know what all of the options were until you know I was in school for a while and really learned but there were so many different opportunities. And if I wanted to be a go part time and still be home and raise kids, I could easily do that with pharmacy. So I was looking at it very pragmatically and I am, I am always, everything's practical. Like I, I just, you know, everything has to make sense and I'm not going to do anything too extreme. So for me to shift the way I did was very extreme. And even Mm -hmm. today, you know, I could go get a job in a pharmaceutical company and I could be making, you know, way more money than what I'm making right now. But would I be happy and would my family be happy? And that was one of the most important things for me was to be able to work and still be a hands-on mom, Mm -hmm. not have to have somebody come in to take care of them every single day or drive them to their sports. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be their cheerleader on the sidelines and you know I had been an athlete. I wanted to be part of all of that for my kids. So this this working for myself and having the opportunity to set my own schedule and could I do that in the medical industry? I could, but would I be fulfilled? No, I wouldn't. I would be so stressed and the, the deadlines and everything would be so extreme that it just wouldn't be what what I have today. And I feel like God's given me the best of both worlds. I can use my brain and be strategic. Mm-hmm. And I can also be very creative. And there's nothing that makes me happier than when somebody says to me, oh my gosh, you made this so easy. People are terrified to be in front of the camera. And I yeah. don't, I don't understand that because I was, I never felt that way. And it's not because I thought I had all this confidence or anything. I just loved pictures yeah, and I loved capturing moments. So for me, I always that's just always been a part of me. But for some people, it's terrifying. And for them to be able to come in and then say to me, oh my gosh, you made that so easy. I felt so relaxed when they had come in and their shoulders were up to their ears. you know. <laughs> so, so I feel like I'm able to touch so many more lives. And because I work for myself, I can put content out that is related to my faith So Mm -hmm. I can be a witness for Christ every day versus if I was in corporate, I wouldn't be able to spread that word. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to say those things. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really almost an honor to be able to do what I do today and, and not have to, I can just completely be my authentic self. Now there are times just like with everybody else that I'm not, or, you know, it's been a struggle to be but it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to have the best of both worlds and
0: yeah yeah totally well and it you know when you gave that you know example of like how now you're just so much you know you're so free to be yourself and you can share about your faith and you can you know like do these things that if you were working in a corporate setting you wouldn't necessarily have all those freedoms and it just makes me think of like like the point that you brought up about um you get to impact so many lives through your business. And I feel like that is a big difference too in terms of when we're trying to like it just even when I think about it, it just gives me the sense of like being like really like closed in and like anxious and like I'm going to control what's best for me and my family and my life and it's gonna be stable and it's gonna be comfortable and predictable, you know, and like But when we open ourselves up to, well, I really feel like this photography thing is lighting me up and I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't know how I'm going to make a living with this or whatever, you know, but you just kind of lean into it. It's like when we, you know, ultimately leaning into those, those things that God has really like dropped in our hearts. um, And like, you know, it's like little breadcrumbs leading us to the things that the dreams that he has for us. it impacts so many lives because we're open to that. And of course, God, you know, perfectly orchestrates these things where, um, you know, we cross paths with the right people at the right time and we're able to impact people. And um, I, I feel like that that's obviously a huge part of why we do what we do. But I feel like there's just such a stark difference there of when we're in that mindset of like, I'm going to, again, like where I was at too, of I'm going to control, like, this is, this is the, the career that I also looked into. Dietitians are in high demand. Okay, great. I'll do that. Like it just, it was all this, like, I'm going to control and it's for me and it's for my daughter. Like there was none of, I want to make an impact. There was maybe a little bit of that in my mind, not a whole lot. That was not the determining factor in me going down that path and thinking that was what was best. Um, So yeah, I mean, such a huge difference. And like you said, what a blessing to be able to do that and create impact and partner with God and co-create with God um, through business. It's just totally the biggest blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And it's,
1: I, you know, it's funny because different things happen and I, I find myself, I'm like, God, really? Like, really? Now you want me to do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there are things that I'm working on right now that um, I, you know, I look at my business and I'm thinking, oh, I need to do this and I should do this and I, I'm going to do this. And then there's this thing tugging on me and I'm like, okay, okay. I hear you, God. I have to put this aside and I have to focus on that. And yeah. it, it's funny how that happens, but that's the other thing is we just have to listen. And it it's funny how just little signs pop up. You know, people say something and you know, you you experience something and it's like, oh gosh, there it is again. And it's just yeah. this consistent message that you're hearing that you you've tried to ignore, or you've tried to put it off, but the reality is. If if you have received the same message in multiple ways through different means, you have to listen right. and take action on that because right. he's trying to tell you, he's trying right. to lead you and guide you, and you're you're causing yourself more angst over not just listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it just makes me think of what we said, what we were talking about before in terms of like. I mean, there is so little that we truly have control over anyways. And we, you know, when we're, cause I, I can think of so many times where I like keep hearing the same message or the same verse or, you know, like these little nudges from random different sources. And then we're like, I don't know. I just need further confirmation. It's like, what more confirmation do you need? Right. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm still trying to work on these things too. And it's something that I am trying to really, um, I guess, remind myself of like, you know, the fact that God's, um, you know, his plan, like this, this sounds really cliche because we hear it all the time, but like his plans, his timing is so much better. And like, if we could just relax, like that is like, It's, it's this tension that I think we'll always be in because it, you know, we kind of surrender in one area and then (laughs) our sense of control kind of pops up, um, in another place. And it's like this game of like whack-a-mole almost. Um, but like, you know, his plans are so much better. And like, if we can just like relax into that and trust, like trust in his, you know, his perfect plan and his timing more because of who he is and you know really just lean into like you are faithful you are my provider like I can trust you more than I can trust my external circumstances um but it's so much easier said than done like so much easier said than done and something that you know I'm working on a daily basis um because yeah it's tough but um but so good when you, like I said, so good when you just like push past the fear and really lean into the thing that he's nudging you to do, or that that little reminder that's popping up everywhere. Um, because, like I said, it's like what more confirmation do you need? Like that's he's telling you something, and you've got to really lean into it and and move in that direction. Um, as we've and been sometimes- talking about. Sometimes yeah. those nudges
1: aren't even related to what you're currently doing, mm-hmm. like you know I'm going to use this example, and I hate to even talk about it because I'm setting myself up because I really have to do this but so <laughs> then it's accountability ago, it's good <laughs> right exactly. so years ago, I um came up with the idea that you know when my son was struggling very um greatly, I guess, with anxiety. And, you know, I had experienced all of these things with anxiety. So I decided like, you know, they, a person with anxiety, especially a kid cannot put their feelings into words. They can't describe what they're doing. They can't describe what's happening in their mind or their, the physical reactions and things like that. So that what if I photograph children with anxiety or teens, teens with anxiety and show the world in pictures. What anxiety is, because it's so stereotyped that oh well it's, it, it you know well you have mental illness or you know it's not it's not treated like something else is treated so you know, it because it's with the brain so people judge and they they think oh there's something wrong with them there's not it's no different than somebody with heart disease or diabetes or whatever so I thought what if I said what if I created this book that really demonstrated what their feelings are. And then therapists could use that to draw from them and, and try to figure out you know, what's going on with them. Well, I, I had some interest in it, but not a ton of interest in it. I had several kids that I photographed and the images are phenomenal. Not because I took them, but because they're powerful mm-hmm. in the message that they convey. So I've been sitting on this now for years. And in 2020, I have had more little signs come my way like things that I literally could not make these things up. And so now that has become a focus. I have to get this finished. I've started writing. There's I've got so many chapters started, but what has happened is I thought it was going to be this one thing. And now it's turning into, yeah, there will be pictures in this book, but there's so much more. And every single morning when I'm doing my devotions, I am spoken to by Bible verses that need to be included and spoken to in this book. So it's, it's crazy how, you know, we can ignore things, but as soon as we take action and we're willing to listen, the signs are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. The writing's I, on the wall, so to speak. And literally yeah. it has been like, I have had these things pop up where it's like, oh my gosh, here we go again. You know. <laughs> I cannot put this you know ignore this
0: any longer yeah okay well first of all I absolutely love that like the 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 heart behind it and how like that's such a perfect example because it's like even as you do it like it's changing like what you thought it was going to be and it's turning into something else and it even makes me think about like I swear the majority of the podcast interviews that I record and I'll tell people ahead of time, like, well, let's see where this conversation takes us. Like I've learned to just like release that. Like, yes, I have, I usually have several different points that I, I want to be sure to like, you know, ask them about or, or touch on, but I've learned to just like release the um, again, release the control over like where I think the conversation conversation needs to stay because often there's something that, I mean, it's often very much related, but like a tangent, you know, a, uh, you know, side trail or whatever that will kind of go down, but it's so good. And I'll listen back to it and be like, that was totally God, like bringing Mm -hmm. that up in the conversation. And, um, and I love what you said also about like, once you start to take action, like you notice, like, then there's more conversation, conversation confirmation and signs that will pop up and it's like again kind of what I talked about of like you know when we we get a few reminders or nudges here and there and we want to like know for sure that like this is what he's telling us to do but it's like we'll start moving your feet and you're gonna keep getting little signs and little confirmations and this door opens up and you had no, you know, you never even would have thought to look over there. Um, and it just totally came out of the blue. Like you will get confirmation all along the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to uh, <laughs> see that, oh. that unfold when that happens, yeah. since you're moving on it. <laughs> oh, I just keep thinking what on earth, but <laughs> oh, well, and I think about like how Beautifully timed, too. I mean, I can't imagine being a teen right now and like virtual schooling and like just everything happening and the anxiety that has been just totally magnified. So, um, yeah. yeah it, it's so crazy, too, because I've even like
1: out of the clear blue scla- sky pops an editor into my lap. You know, it's mm-hmm. like just unbelievable things. So
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm so glad you said that because it's like, you know, whoever's listening, it's like, if there's something that God is nudging you to do, and maybe you've been sitting on it. Um, it's like, you know, we, we can, again, like, well, how am I going to make this happen? I have no idea. I don't know an editor. I don't know, you know, and then we start moving forward, and these things just come together. And not to say that it always just perfectly comes together either, because I think there's definitely um, there's definitely times too where like God is telling us to move in a certain direction, and things don't just fall together perfectly, right? Like I I think a lot of times we just expect. I I know I've definitely felt this in business that I just expect like well if God is in this like things are just going to happen and it's going to be easy and it's just going to all fall into place and then I'm sitting there struggling and like ah why isn't this working and it's like well cuz it doesn't always you know we would we would Love if it always works out that way um but there are so many times where it's it's things like that that are just perfectly orchestrated and again further confirmation of like wow an editor just fell into my lap okay we're doing this like this is happening um oh that's so good so exciting yeah so hopefully
1: by first quarter of 2021 i'll have something more concrete but we'll see It's now it's just the time, you know, and it's like, okay, you want me to do this and give me more time. But what I'm learning is it's not about him giving me more time. It's about me prioritizing my time Mm -hmm. and, and really taking that initiative to not pick up my phone, but write a, write a page in the book, you know, things like that. So it's definitely an interesting, um,
0: life lesson, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Totally. Oh yes. hundred percent. Um, so we have touched on so many incredible things in this conversation and I would love for you to just share, like, if there's one thing that the women listening, remember just in terms of like stepping into this, this pivot, this shift, this new direction, this new thing, whatever it is, um, what would you want them to really take away from this conversation?
1: I would say, look, take a deep dive into your values, your visions, your passions. Make three lists, a list of values, a list of visions, a list of passions. Somewhere along those three columns, there's going to be an alignment. Mm -hmm. And that's where you should go. Mm -hmm. But pray about it before you do it, before you do the exercise, so that you're allowing God to guide you and the Holy Spirit to speak to you while you're doing it. Because throughout that exercise, you're going to find things that, Marry each other that align that can really become that niche or that purpose that you can fill going forward.
0: Yes, I love that beautiful advice. Um, so where can the listeners connect with you online? So the best
1: place to find me is probably my website, it's www.therobingraham.com. Robin is with a Y. And Graham is just like the cracker, but <laughs> the Robin Graham.com. Um, I have a Facebook group, and that is where I hang out the most. And it's the Brand Marketing Insider. So I would invite all of your listeners to join me there. And then, of course, Instagram is probably my next. that I hang out and again I'm the Robin Graham so I'm the Robin Graham everywhere
0: (laughs) I love it the Robin Graham because I'm sure there's another Robin there's probably another Robin Graham I'm guessing so (laughs) there are and I couldn't get my name as my url it was
1: so disheartening but yes, so that's why I'm the Robin Graham (laughs)
0: right I love it just to be clear the the one the one yes I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Robin. This was such a beautiful conversation and I will be sure to put all those links in the show notes so that the listeners can click on over and connect with you more. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.